Welcome, friends and church leaders. You have tuned into the Effective Church Leaders Podcast, and we're your hosts, Becky and Carrie Holton, and thank you so much for joining us today. How are you doing, hon? I'm feeling pretty good. Woo! Listen to that <laughs> bass voice over there. Well, we both have been under the weather a little bit lately, haven't we? You sound a little worse for the wear, but... A lot better than you have sounded. I'm coming along. Yes, I'm coming along. Well, uh, listeners, the question we want to address today is this. Why should churches track or try to assess church health and spiritual growth? And I think that's a really important question. I do, too. I do, too. And and you're exactly right. That's what we want to talk about today. You know, originally, honey, we, we wanted to discuss some of the metrics that church leaders should be tracking in their church. Right. And very likely... They aren't the metrics some of us would immediately consider. Mm-hmm. Then we started to think that maybe that's the cart before the horse. In our experience, churches just haven't done much tracking of their health and growth, which does beg the question, why should we track the church's health and growth? Right. I mean, some churches, if not many church leaders, may wonder why they should attempt to track such things anyway. I think that's a good point. So, listeners, we decided to delay that podcast on the particular metrics that church leaders should consider tracking today and begin with the rationale, the why, for doing so. Right. So, let's think about that. Why track or try to assess church health and spiritual growth? Let's think about that question in this podcast. It's a challenging one. It is. Well, I'll start us off. How's that? Okay. I don't know how many church leaders really try to track the spiritual growth of their church's members. Mm -hmm. My guess is that it's, it's not a considerable number. Now, now, you know, that may be because they are not clear on what spiritual growth looks like. So they don't know what or how to measure spiritual growth. Well, it feels kind of presumptive too. Uh, Yes, it does feel a little bit presumptuous sometimes, Mm -hmm. doesn't it? Well, However, that might be the case. We definitely believe that it is something that ought to be measured. Yes. Spiritual growth ought to be measured, or at least we ought to make the attempt to measure it. And here is what I would say is reason number one for tracking church health and spiritual growth, and it is that people matter to God. Every person matters to God. And I'm thinking now about Luke chapter 15. Every time I hear that phrase, people matter to God, I think about those three parables that Jesus taught in Luke 15. And he's trying to explain why he associates with sinners and tax collectors and those kind of people. And and, the the, the real point is that uh, God cares for one lost sheep. God cares for this one lost coin. God cares for, well, two lost sons. God cares for people. People matter to God. And of course, if people matter to God, they ought to matter to us. Right. And I think we're talking about reflecting on what God wants. Mm -hmm. And what he wants is he wants us to develop a close relationship with each of his children. He wants us to mature in Christ, Ephesians 4. He wants us to grow spiritually. And you know, what matters to God ought to matter to us. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So tracking or trying to track, making the attempt to track a person's next steps toward Christ and toward spiritual growth, well, it just really ought to matter to us. Sure. Because it matters to God. Right. And you know, when you think about it, 
we do tend to measure or track what is important to us. Health professionals tell us that it's a good idea to track our weight, for example, and I, I try to track my weight every day. <laughs> I don't really enjoy it, by the way, but I try to do that. Mind your business. <laughs> oh, my. Mind your beeswax. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, the point is we do seem to track what is important to us, and if people are important to us, and they should be, and, and they are, and if spiritual growth is important to God, and it is, and it should be with us, then we need to somehow try to track it. That's the point. Right. Agreed. And listeners, here's a second reason for tracking church health, and that is monitoring church health can provide early warning signs that something needs attention. I'm thinking right now, honey, about that light on our car's dashboard, for example, that seems to be on all the time. I think that sensor must be broken. I just no cannot kidding. seem to find well, the cure. It's the low it's a low tire pressure light mm-hmm. and most of the time there's nothing wrong with it, but we take it in. We check it out because that could mean something is wrong. And it's just better to learn that there's there may be a problem with a tire before you find yourself out on a country road all by yourself with a flat or in the middle of I-25's construction right. with a flat. It's better to take care of stuff early. Right. It's better to attend to that warning light earlier rather than later. You're right. And regarding churches, you know, there's metrics that would give leaders advance warning of trouble mm-hmm. too. Church attendance numbers, I think, have been used through the years, but that's a good example. Mm-hmm. If numbers begin to slip or decline, You'd want to know about that sooner rather than later. Or if contribution figures start to plummet, Mm -hmm. you'd want to know that. Or especially if there's a significant decline in the number of baptisms, people coming to know Jesus, becoming disciples of Jesus. Uh, Fewer people in small groups. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, exactly. And here's something else to consider. Changes that may be needed investments that may need to be made to fix early signs of poor health and stagnation, well, they are far less drastic than if you wait until there is a crisis. Absolutely. It's a smaller fix. You and I have both had some just routine medical things done, and it was all prevention. Mm-hmm. And I I really think that's good for church leaders to see themselves being in a preventive mode instead of a crisis mode, waiting till it gets so bad that we all start breathing in a paper sack and wringing our hands and Mm -hmm. wondering what to do when those early warning signs, uh, we could have given heed to the issue then and been in a preventative stance. But you can't give attention to those early warning signs if you're not tracking them. That's exactly right. Okay, very good. Exactly right. Folks, we'll return to our discussion in just a moment. Let us take just a moment to encourage you to join the wait list for something you likely have heard us talking about, Effective Church Leaders University. Have you heard about that, honey? I've heard about it. Yeah, I know you have. (laughs) Well, we're just about to launch this new resource. We're so excited about it, and we want our listeners to get in on it at the very beginning. Absolutely. You know, this university, we're calling it a university. It's going to be an online university, and it's going to house our resources, our flagship course, the Effective Church Leaders Workshop. It's going to house several mini courses, 
it, it will open with two of those mini courses, by the way, complete with workbooks. In, in addition to the flagship course. Yes, and we've worked hard on those and yes. worked hard on the workbooks and so forth. It will house our field guides, which are going to be these manuals uh, that will explain how to do certain ministry in the church and how to lead and so forth. And, and it's going to also house uh, some periodic uh, Q&As from you and me and special guests. Right. So we want our listeners to get in on the ground floor of this university. And by the way, once they get in, they'll have full access to all the resources we've talked about. So listeners, please think about this. We want you to be part of that wait list to receive updates and promotions about the ECLU. Just go to our website at EffectiveChurchLeaders.com to join the wait list for Effective Church Leaders University. And do that today. Go to our website today and join that wait list. I think you'll really appreciate doing that. I agree. And hon, a third reason for tracking church health is that it helps provide a foundation for future planning. And I think that just makes sense, don't you? I do, I do. I mean, church leaders that track health and growth, well, they're just in a better position to know how best to invest time and money and resources to accomplish their mission. Tracking and assessing provides Well, some of the important information that church leaders need as they make plans for the future. And boy, those plans for the future are very important. I agree. And a related reason, number four, for tracking church health and spiritual growth is that, well, it's just good stewardship. Preach it. Yeah, we're stewards, aren't we? We are. Of the money and the talents and the time that God gives us for his service. So don't we need to know how it's going to Uh, go in order to be good stewards of God's kingdom and the things he's blessed us with instead of squandering on stuff that might not matter. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. You know, it is true that God does build the church. Yes. That's Ephesians. uh, No, that's first Corinthians chapter three, isn't it? Uh, I believe you're right. Where where Paul (laughs) says, uh, we, we plant, we water, but God God gives gives the growth. Right. But monitoring results to know whether the prayer time and resources that we are investing are actually working, as you say, it's just wise stewardship. And one day, honey, won't we all be held accountable for how we used the talents and resources that God gave us? Well, that's extremely and thoroughly biblical, that concept right there. Yes, it is. Okay. And here's another reason church leaders need to be tracking church health and spiritual growth. And This is reason number five, I believe. I think I've lost count. But it has to do with alignment. Tracking helps to develop a shared perspective so that everyone on the leadership team knows the win. They know the goal and can continue pulling in the same direction. Oh, boy. Now, we've talked about the importance of alignment before, haven't we? It's everyone pulling in the same direction, everyone being on the same page, and Our listeners know just how difficult it is to make progress Mm -hmm. when everyone is going in so many different directions where there is no intentionality and no focus. I mean, I think this may be one of the problems with some leadership teams today. The reason they're not producing, the reason they're not productive is that they are not united in what they're trying to do. They're not all going in the same direction. Right. So alignment is very important. Right. And, and I think tracking 
reminds leaders what is important to the team, which is alignment. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's important to the church? It defines success. It you know it says what success looks like. So it contributes to a fully aligned leadership team and church, as all are focused on what is being tracked and followed Good. and taken note of. Good. Well, let's talk about reason number six, that measuring church health is essential to the health and growth of the church. Talk a little bit more about that, would you? Okay. Well, if you don't measure something, you can't improve it. If you don't measure it, you can't improve it. Are there areas where the church needs to improve? Well, sure, right? Yes. Well, what are those areas? How do you know what those areas that need improvement are if you don't measure or track them. And there may be some changes that need to be made for the church to be healthy. Sometimes church leaders need to make some changes in order for the church to grow and move forward. Well, how are they going to know what changes need to be made if they're not tracking some vital signs in the church? I think we need to say this, what gets measured gets changed. Ooh, I like that. And that's just a truism in life. That's sports teams do this, businesses do this, organizations of every kind and stripe do this. They know they can't make progress until they know where they need to make progress, until they know where they're weak and need to improve. They can't make progress. And tracking or measuring results will show them where they need to make progress. And as you said, only what gets measured gets changed. You know, I feel like I've been somewhat negative in this podcast. I hope that I haven't, but I'm getting ready to be a little negative again. So Uh here we go. Well, I'll tell you, honey, I really believe one of the weaknesses of most churches that I'm familiar with is that leaders just don't hold themselves accountable. In my experience, we just haven't done a very good job of holding anyone accountable for much of anything in the church. I think you're right. But we should. Yeah. One, one simple reason is that God deserves the best from us. And until we are willing to hold ourselves accountable for the health of the church, God won't get the best from us. And, and I'm sure by now you're wondering how I managed to work accountability into the subject of measuring church health. Well, <laughs> well I heard a statement once that shocked me, and here, here it was. Quote, Anyone who doesn't want to measure doesn't want to be held accountable. Wow. Yeah. And I'm wondering, could it be that our reluctance to measure or track church health and spiritual growth is because we just don't want to be held accountable for our actions or held accountable for our lack of actions? Yeah. I hope that's not true, but it, it could be. It could be. It, it could be. And But, you know, we do track certain things commonly. Churches are going to track attendance. They track giving and contribution. They track baptisms. Some churches track more than than those numbers, too. Right, right. And, you know, that's a good thing. Yes, it is. Those numbers should be tracked. But there are other numbers, other metrics that may be more useful in tracking church health and spiritual growth. And that's really what we wanted to talk about originally, so we will plan to do that in the future. But today, let's sign off and broach that subject on a later podcast. What do you say? Sounds good. Sounds good. 
Well, you know, friends, church leadership is difficult, and we recognize that. The questions, the tough questions that church leaders have are numerous, and we just want to help you find answers to those questions so your church can thrive, so your church can be healthy. We hope you plan to tune in again next week for a brand new episode of the Effective Church Leaders Podcast. And until then, God bless you.